The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to History Creeps for another special episode, special installment of Creepy Side of the Network. If you've been listening to these, you know that what we're doing here at the network is we're having podcast hosts come on as guests of History Creeps to discuss the things that creep them out, the things that scare them. And today we have a special guest. We have co-host of Processing the Processed, as well as Crafting and Drafting, and a part of the Two Point Conversation team, Brian Finch. Brian, what's up? Hey, Chris. What's going on, dude? Oh, just uh, enjoying another fine day of podcasting. Yeah, dude, I feel like it's a, today's a perfect day to do the installment of Creepy Side of the Network. It's pretty creepy outside. We've yeah. got some storms rolling through western New York. Uh, a lot of lightning was happening a little bit earlier, so it's it's always it's kind of setting the mood. It's It's charging the air with the energy. The other day, Kyle was up here by himself while we had to go down and use the uh, little boy's room or big boy's <laughs> room, whatever you are. And uh, he come back up and he said, dude, you wouldn't believe what happened. I'm like, what could have happened in the full <laughs> one minute I was gone? Yeah. He goes, I'm just sitting here, not doing nothing. All of a sudden, this piece of metal just flew past my head. I was like, get <laughs> what? Out. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, get out of here. He oh, goes, man. I swear, dude. So I know the old uh, podcast precinct they said was uh haunted yeah so i don't know if it followed them or maybe, it, maybe it's just kyle maybe yeah maybe something followed matt uh but yeah this is creepy side of the network dude so welcome welcome uh we get into some of the things that creep you out and, and you know freak you out things that scare you so usually what i'll do is i start with uh you know we, we introduce the host and the guest the guest for the uh the show um the stuff that you do you're doing processing the process tell us about that podcast so Processing the Process is a show about uh, the college football season, and it takes you all the way up to the NFL draft, and, and we're even going to dabble a little bit in fantasy football. Um, I do it with my buddy Ryan and Ryan Holt Bailey, and uh, basically it's just about what is uh, scouting, what is you know finding the next big guy coming out of college. Okay. You know, everyone's got an NFL team for the most part they root for, and April, May-ish, everyone gets in that mindset, and me and Ryan are huge draft fans, and that's what kind of drove us to want to do this, because we listen to other podcasts, but we're like, you know, I think we can do uh, more fantasy-driven, more, you know, follow-your-favorite-team-driven. On processing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Then you also do crafting and drafting. Um, it's not an arts and crafts show no it's not uh you know you're you're not architects well <laughs> well kind of right because when i say drafting i think of a drafting table right. like an architect but you kind of are an architect when you're putting together your, your draft so tell the people what that show is crafting and drafting is a craft beer tasting podcast and reviewing craft beers that we bring in and then uh at the end of the show we draft a random topic because 
Kyle, who's on it, uh, Kyle Ranny, who's part of Seven Wing Six and the Two Point Conversation, as well as Reinhold Bailey again. Uh, one, obviously, we love beer. Who Nice. Just about everybody loves beer. Chris doesn't love beer. Not, but a, not Chris, a beer fan. Chris but it's loves okay. something else that is near and dear to my heart that later <laughs> on we're going to enjoy. Yes, because uh, I'm going to be a, a guest on that show, and we're yeah. actually doing a crossover. That's going to be kind of a history creeps theme, a creepy themed draft. So look out, look out for that one, creepers. We're definitely going to let you know where to find that. Yeah. Um, two point conversation, NFL talk. That's what got me into it's the quite network. A ta- it's quite a team. Yeah, that's all thanks to Kyle and then obviously uh, Matt, you know, the godfather of it all. Yeah. Um, but those without those two dudes, I'm not in this building. I'm not a part of the network, and I'm forever grateful. Yeah, yeah. And well, dude, we're glad to have you, man. And uh, now that I'm sitting with the OG of all OGs, <laughs> uh, OG. who, who started the network and really, you know, gave us all this platform, yeah, gave man. us this uh, nice community that we're uh, putting together, and Dude. it's growing literally like every day. It really is. In the we're last going two weeks, two more, now. right? Yeah, we're going international now. We got yeah. a show coming out of Toronto, Canada uh-huh. now. It's awesome. So it is freaking awesome, man. I'm very proud of everybody that's a part of the network that's put in the hard work to do, you know, what they're doing. I really am. Um, you know, when I brought Matt onto the team back in a, a couple of years ago, what we see right now is the vision I told him. I told him, this is what I see. This is where I want it to go. And this is what I would lo- love to see happen. And, and to actually see it happening is freaking awesome. It's a really cool step. So it's now it's time to take that next step. Um, but we're going to stick here. We're going to stay in the Creeper Club. Actually, we're not in the Creeper Clubhouse today, folks. We are actually in the Podcast Precinct. We're recording outside of uh, the Podcast Precinct. It's it's one of the affiliates of the network, basically the recording studio of the network. The way I always used to uh, tell Matt, you, fa- you, you familiar with comic books? Yeah. So I used to tell him the way I always see the network is like Image Comics. It's the umbrella, but everyone has their studios, right? Todd McFarlane had his, Jim Lee had his. So the precinct is kind of his studios and how things come out. We have the BICBP production studios where where I record, you know, Chris and Anthony just can't stop, History Creeps. Okay. Um, so it's it's really kind of cool. But yeah, today we're actually recording out of the precinct. It's creepy. I'm telling you right now, it's creepy. It's an old school, abandoned school. Uh, not abandoned. They use it for a lot of other things now. But when you're here by yourself walking through the halls in the dark, uh, it's kind of creepy. You know, you see all those lockers lining up and down the halls waiting for one of them to flip open. Yeah. As you're saying that, uh, I'm for some reason feeling the floor kind of vibrate. I don't know if you've been picking up on that. No, I'm not. But there we go. <laughs> there we go. Dude, I'm telling you, the energy is charged. It is perfect for a creepy side of the network episode. So let's get into it. First thing I want to know. What is the earliest memory that you have of being scared or something like frightening you? Uh, hmm. I think that the first thing that I was like scared to like interact with was, um, everyone's got this story, the Ouija board. Oh, okay. Yeah. How old are you when you, when this comes into your world? Seven or eight. Okay. Something like that. Cause... Well, maybe maybe nine. But either way, my cousin, who's just a little bit younger than me, uh, like a year and a half or so, uh, it was him. It was a friend of ours, and I forget who the other person was. And we were actually at my church at the time. Oh, okay. I don't know why this Ouija board was at the <laughs> church, but it was. And we started messing around with it. And for some reason, it started giving us my our great-grandmother's name. Oh, wow. It dude. was weird. That is creepy. And she did attend that church, and 
You yeah. know, it's my cousin and it's our great grandma's together. Wow. So yeah, dude, it's weird. It's always funny when it comes to Ouija board stories that it's always cousins. It's always friends and cousins and yeah. kids doing it. You never hear, you know, I walked into the room and my dad and mom and uncle were using the Ouija board. It's always like, oh no, my cousin had it. And we're like kind of hiding off to the side doing it. It sounds dirty when you think about your parents doing it. Yeah. Right. Why. It sounds weird. Right. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's definitely cool. So overall, when you think about creepy things, you know, paranormal ghosts ufo what is it that scares you the most what is it that actually creeps you out the most like which topic out of all of those is the ones that really gets to you possession possession yeah man let's jump into the, it then. The, the devil and possession and just the fact that there's something unseen out there that's looking to take over you there you and go. be yeah. you yeah i that yeah. i can't handle that when so when was the first time you were aware of that? Was it exorcist or, or was it church? Not definitely not church. Um, Lutherans, I guess, don't care, care about possession. They're not or something. that that into I guess it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think it have to be. Man, what movie would it have been? I definitely seen um, Poltergeist at an early age, and that messed me up. No, that's not possession. I don't remember. I don't know what it was. It was just the idea of the devil, I guess. Really. Okay. It was just and were, then eventually I started watching movies I had to deal with it. And, were you one of these kids that watched those paranormal shows that kind of showed all these t- maybe you saw like a story about demon possession. Well, Unsolved on Mysteries. Them. There you go. I loved it. Yes. It and I it would no one else in my family like wanted to watch. And okay. I was like way too little to be watching this <laughs> on my own, but I, I would watch it because I was it, I skipped over the ones about like the missing people and like yeah. the merch. Those ones I didn't care about. It was anytime I had to do with ghosts or some weird possession or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, those are I, I, I was talking to uh, Christian Ingram, another host on the network that did Creepy Side, and we talked about possessions. And I was saying how you ever watch those videos on YouTube? They, I mean, they're creepy to watch. So when when they look super realistic, but for some reason, it feels like the people, like the videos from other countries. Oh yeah, are worse. It's yeah. like it feels like it's more real now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it feels like if it's in America, maybe they're acting or they're doing what they can to get famous. But then when it's from another country. It's like the creepiest thing to just kind of see a possession or an exorcism go down. I think um what's the one that's uh the real the true story that came out of or what state was that in? Yeah, M L M O uh oh the yeah Georgetown um, the university right the one that the exorcist was actually based, based on, on the kid, yeah. Yeah. I Haunting watched, in Connecticut. Okay, that's is that it. what it is? Yeah, I think so. So I watched the a documentary on that and that was the only one i remember from like america that it was like this is real it's real like yeah maybe he is messed up in the head somehow maybe he is sick and suffering for something but that's not how most people that are suffering from some sort of mental illness behave that's not normal um we've talked about this before off air um Another podcast that I listened to that you are uh, aware of, yeah. they, they did an episode where it was possession or funny cat noise. And I tell <laughs> everyone needs to listen to this because you pay, obviously you pick oh out which God, one is which amazing. pretty easy, but just listen to the silly oh, funny cat noises is the best. That's great, dude. That's great. Have you ever seen, you've seen The Exorcist? Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Is it one of the, was it a movie that disturbed you? Or are we desensitized enough where it was like, this is messed up and creepy? But. No, no. I was, de- I'm definitely young enough where it wasn't that the market of horror 
genre was flooded. Okay. So it wasn't like watered down. It was still was like top echelon of like creepy stuff. It was, you know what it was? The one that really stuck out with me in the movie, the scene, it wasn't a scene. It wasn't the extra exorcism. The subliminal images that little, remember the little, there's a little devil face that like pops up in like the corner. Oh yeah, or and sometimes it flashes on it. the screen immediately, like pop, pop, like yeah. real quick. I yes. caught it as a kid. I swear to God, the first time I ever watched it, I caught it, and yes. it was stuck in my brain forever. Oh, that's so, so whoever that creepy, director is, dude. you're a jerk, and I don't like you. <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah, that's so. Typically, I have topics that we talk about, but I, I figured the way we start these now is I want to ask them what scares them the most. You know, the guests on the show, and we'll get into it. So we went yeah. into demons, went into exorcisms, demon possession. Um, you don't have any kind of personal experience. Have you ever seen it or or aside from videos or stuff, have you ever seen it in person or heard of it? I've attempted affecting somebody. I've attempted to have it happen to me. I was excited when we booked this to do this. Um because I was meaning to ask you, I haven't heard you talk about it yet. Do you know Gutelberg Cemetery? No. All right. Gutelberg Cemetery is between like Wales and South Wales, New York. Okay. And what it is, is it's first off a normal cemetery. And then the other thing that it is, is there was a doctor back in the day when abortions were completely off the, yeah, you know, you, off the books and no one's supposed to know about it. Um, he would perform abortions for women and sometimes the women don't make it. Yeah. And when that would happen, he would chop up the bodies along with the baby. Oh, jeez, And dude. he would hide them, bury them in that cemetery. Wow. Because he would, like, like, like find out, like, a fresh grave. Yeah. And, like, dig up that fresh grave and, and with the oh my God. other body. That is insane. So, yeah, that's close to where I grew up. I grew up in Marilla, so Marilla and Wales are right next to each other. So this, if you're from East Aurora, Holland, South Wales area, you know all about Gutelberg. And first off right now, sorry to disappoint. You're not supposed to go anymore. There's a bunch of a bunch of jerk kids messed up some tombstones and stuff. Oh, really? It's really they lock not, it up now or something. You can't. There's no gate, it? but oh. the neighbors and stuff will call the sheriffs. Uh, and it's people really messed it up, man. It sucks. So I've been there twice. Okay. There's a couple of things that go with Gutelberg. One, you're supposed to stay there at least 15 minutes, or else you're cursed. Yeah. Okay. The other thing are you arguing with the cops when they're like, "All right, buddy, come on, we, move out of here." You're like, "Look, it's two more minutes. I don't want to be, cu- I don't want to be cursed." And two nev- more minutes. <laughs> Luckily for us, we never had any cops called on us. Okay, uh, this was before I guess some tombstones were broken because it was pristine when we went there. Still, everything looked. I mean, they're old headstones, man. I mean, yeah. we're talking like 1800s. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, there's a curse. Um, sometimes you have like a baby handprint like size on your. Stop. Yeah, dude. On your like your windshield and stuff like that. Stop. Yeah. Yo, that's creepy. It's horrible. I can't deal with kid ghosts, man. Uh when it comes to like the little children, the voices of kids are like that's the one that I can't stand. Oh yeah. That's yeah. too much, dude. And then uh there's demon dogs. And the idea behind the demon dogs is stray dogs, wild dogs, whatever, would come into the cemetery smelling fresh body that was just put in one of those graves dig them up and eat them oh my god and that supposedly no way. supposedly you see red glowing eyes oh. and that's of the demon dogs and that's a no that's a thing that you've always i mean that's come up a lot in terms of demonic things demonic cases uh exorcism that kind of things is the demon dog this dog that's supposedly you know 
got some evil thing in itself that kind of it's from hell, right? A, right. a hell a hell canine. Yeah. Uh oof. So dude. here's what happens if you're uh cursed. It supposedly uh lasts three days. And if you make it out three days without anything happening, then you're good. And you went there two days ago. No, no, no. I've been <laughs> I've been there twice. I was gonna say in, holy in crap, my life. Dude. I've been I've been there twice and nothing ever happened. I never said anything. The only thing I saw that was a little weird, and I didn't chalk it up to paranormal, it was just so fireflies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yellow. Yeah. Right? Yellowish green or whatever when they let up. The ones I saw that night were like this orange is red. It was weird. Hmm. And I couldn't figure it out. But they moved like a yeah. firefly. Normal, so, right? Yeah. Interesting. Um, um, but speaking of graveyards, yeah. now, right now, let's talk. Let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about hauntings. What are your thoughts on that? A believer, or you're like, yeah, I don't think N- so. Well, not it's creaky faucets. Nothing's happened to me, even though I tried to put myself in those scenarios. Yeah. Uh, one time, I've been to Gettysburg four times, mm-hmm. and we were walking past one of the battlefield sites, and it was like a wall separating us. And I got a real strong smell of like pipe tobacco. Oh, okay. Pipe tobacco is not a common smell. No, you know and what I mean. Not a lot of people lot smoke there. smoke a pipe. Yeah. And my grandpa did, so I knew what it smelled like. So I was like, "That's weird." And I'm looking up and down the street. I'm with my school, and there's nobody on the sidewalk besides us. Now it's a long stretch of the wall, so it took a while for me to actually get to a spot where I could like look on the other side. And when I did. Dude, there's nothing yeah. around. Nothing. Yeah. So I had a phantom smell, which is what they call it, right? Yeah. That's a phantom smell. But other than that, That's no. still cool, dude. That's pretty creepy. I mean, I know, too. I'm the same way. I always wanted to see. I gotta want. I, I want to see see with my we eyes, We wanted right? too much. Right? Um, now, I've experienced things myself, little things, sounds, and heard things, but actual seeing something, yeah. never never got that chance yet. I think it... I think, um, it's got to be possible because of something Einstein said. Now, it's weird to bring in somebody so concrete in science into the paranormal. But he said that, you know, his belief on energy is it can never be created nor destroyed. Right. It's just constant. It's constant at all the time. And if we are living embodiment of energy. Yeah. You ever heard them say, like, after they weigh a body, that there's, like, 1% that's missing? Yeah, it's like the uh, they say it's the, the quote-unquote human soul that's that's leaving the body when they die. Right. So I equate that along with what Einstein said, the saying that we're different, man. We're not like animals yeah. and stuff. There's something that sets us apart, and I think that's it, man. I really do. I agree. You, uh, you ever do ghost hunting? Ever do that with your friends? Just when we went to Gutelberg. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. What did you do, like, the voice recordings evps and stuff or just going to check it out no we were just going there with flashlights checking it out waiting for something to happen and nothing happened nothing how old are you when you're doing this high school so okay probably like 15 16 something like that man those are the days right like those are the days when you're young and you're you're with friends and there's no such thing as bills and mortgage and car insurance it's more along the lines of hey let's try not to get attacked by demon dogs tonight you know what i mean yeah Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm trying to think about it. Oh, um, the um, hotel in uh, Roycroft Hotel in East Aurora okay. supposedly is haunted. I found this out after the fact. My uncle came up for business, coincidentally, and he stayed at that hotel. We went out to dinner, and then on the way back, and we, we walked him to his hotel, and we went up, and so he goes into his room or whatever, and I'm kind of just hanging out in the hallway, and I don't normally equate this to anything, but it felt like somebody was watching me. 
that's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not a real incident that happened to me, but it just felt off. It's weird, though, because you start to kind of get this gut instinct to make you recognize you feel this way. And that's what throws you off, because if if it was just a whatever, you'd feel it here and there almost all the time. But when it's a once in a while thing in these rooms where it's or, or places that are, bro, it is a, a, a very unsettling feeling. And I didn't know anything about that place. And then I picked up like a local haunted sites book or whatever. Yeah. And Roy Croft is in there. I was like, come on. Really? You ever have friends that that like their houses were haunted, or you experienced things in their houses? No. I used to have a friend that her her grandmother's house was haunted, and I remember us being in her living room and hearing rustling in the kitchen, like dishes moving around. Oh. And she calls out, like grandma, thinking his, her grandma's home early, and yeah. nobody answered. And so we all went out there. No one was there. That was really really creepy. I uh, remember that. I would not go back to that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on what age I was, I got a little more curious and slash brave i guess as i got a little bit yeah yeah exactly um what about in terms of cryptids are you a believer in cryptids and that the fact that there are animals we have not discovered yet or creatures uh the older i get the less i do yeah so when you're younger you're a big kind of uh oh you believe well it's it's we grew up in a time i guess in the 90s where you had the X-Files and, like I said, Unsolved Mysteries, and there was enough programming going on television that you would see these things that they wanted to talk about. So I would watch them, and I'm like, well, maybe. I mean, I've never been to the Pacific Northwest. Maybe maybe there is Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never been to the swamps of Florida. Maybe there is a skunk cave. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to Scotland. I don't know about <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. Maybe. Yeah. And I still have to say maybe because it's not me going out there and experiencing firsthand, and that's like... Everything about this aliens or cryptids or ghosts or whatever, it's always, I don't really have any firsthand experience with it. So I guess I'm going to remain skeptical until it actually happens to me. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I will say is the stories have, they go back a long time with some of these things and they keep coming around. Yeah, I was talking about this on one of my past episodes in, in regards to, like, let's say Loch Ness, right? I feel like a lot of these things with cryptids, that there's a truth to them. So then when you talk about Loch Ness, there are, you know, writings and, and recordings of this giant, you know, underwater creature in this lake for years and years and years. I mean, decades, it may be even a century before that first picture that came out right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it could be you might you know see the picture find out some guy faked it and then oh it doesn't exist i i think that a lot of times if we do find that these people are faking it it's obviously because they're latching on to something that did exist and they're trying to kind of you know have something to do with i mean there's people who just like it because they want the attention or they like to see what it does how people react right yeah um but my belief system has always been that there it has to be that there's some truth to what these people are doing. Uh, so when it comes to Bigfoot, I mean, the Indians have always, you know, Native Americans have had stories. Yeah. I mean, you're talking be- that go back centuries about the hairy apes, the big walking hairy men, you know yeah. what I mean, from the woods. Uh, these things exist in terms of those kinds of lore. So I think it does have kind of an, an impact on how, as, as society gets more modern, how we decide to try to depict it or or pass it off as being real, or Mm -hmm. maybe it is one of these things of like, hey, don't forget that this could be real, and maybe spur on more investigation for it. Yeah. 
But yeah, cryptids have always been for me fascinating because when you think about it, dude, this earth is is still undiscovered. There's so much we still haven't mapped out, figured out. Uh, you know, every every single inch of this earth has not been in, investigated yet. Yeah. So they're constantly finding new species and new creatures on this on this planet. The giant squid. There you go. It was for, supposed to be was, gone, right? Extinct. Yeah. And then they found one years ago. Washed and, up on the shore. And then I think they saw one also. I think I saw something with a submarine that had a, a camera under, uh, you know, one of these cameras. And you sure. saw this thing just come by out of the darkness of the water and just go by. And it's just this huge thing. Yeah. I remember watching one of those things on YouTube. Now, that's creepy to me, dude. Underwater and like anything coming out of like the depths, the dark, all of a sudden oh, you yeah. see it. No way. No the way. sperm whales are... Um, the they died the deepest out of all the whales, and they found sperm whales with like suction cup scars on them. Wow! Because that's what the giant squids go after. Wow! Imagine that a sperm whale's huge. Yeah, and this thing is eating, eating sperm whales. Yeah. No, dude, I'm not about it. I am not about it. No, thank you. Um, let's move on to this other piece of, of what the creepy creepy side is. So you were saying again, you haven't had experiences, but what are your thoughts on UFOs and alien life in terms of the fact that intelligence could be out there in the ether? Well, recently I think I have to just admit 100% that something's happening with all the new evidence that's coming out and the reveals coming yeah. from Blink-182's own and the government, DeLong. dude, right? Like, they've they've really spurned the government to kind of have to really admit stuff now. I think that um, when you're talking about UFOs and you're talking about aliens, you're maybe actually talking about two different things. Yeah. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson said something that makes a lot of sense to me. He goes, do you think that beings would actually get into a ship and fly or travel through space or maybe, but I don't think or, it's the case. Yeah. Do they have another Drones. way of exactly sending something through some sort of portal or just sending an unmanned craft that they can operate from afar mm -hmm. and observe? Yeah. Because that's what we would do. I think it's wormhole. They, they figured out wormholes. Right. Easily. Yeah. You know, because you always see them these, well, at least you don't always see them, right? But the, the, the reports are when people see them, when they, they take off, they just kind of shoot off and then they're gone. Right. So sure, it could shoot off in the space at that speed and disappear. But typically, uh, you know, you can still see something as it continues to go away for even as a, I mean, look at, we see planets, right? So if it's emitting that kind of energy, we should still see that pinpoint somewhere, but it literally kind of blinks out of existence. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that for me, I've always believed in this stuff. Um, I, my dad, I remember being young and my dad telling us a story about how he went to, uh, this when they were living in the city, they went to LaGuardia airport to pick up my uncle and on the way back driving on the interstate, uh, there was a game going on at, at the baseball stadium and he thought it was like fireworks or lights or something from the, the game. But apparently yeah. there was something in the sky that night. Cause a lot of people that were at the game reported it saying they saw it. Was that part of the Hudson Valley settings or no? Maybe I'm not sure. This is back in the a seventies probably. I think that's so, in the Hudson Valley settings. It could so. be dude. I'll have to look into that. I'm, I, to be honest, I'm not sure. I just remember my dad always telling me that. So he's always had that belief. Yeah. Um, and I've always been that kid, dude, looking to the sky when I was a kid, just staring at the night sky, waiting to see something, you know, hoping, like, come on. <laughs> I don't think I could, my brain could handle it. I don't think it'd be able to comprehend. I had one weird thing happen to me as a kid. People like to ask, like, hey, what's your craziest dream you've ever had or whatever? Ooh, yeah. 
So this one's so weird, and I don't, I can't explain it, but it 100% happened to me, and I was probably, once again, around eight. So I had a dream that I was, quote-unquote, abducted by aliens. It wasn't terrifying. It wasn't a bad dream like they were trying to hurt me, but I was zipping around the galaxy or whatever with aliens in a very traditional saucer-looking UFO. Yeah. When I woke up in the morning, my sheets were in a circle around me. Complete, complete circle around me, dude. I swear to God. See, dude. I've told dozens of people this. For me, that's the stuff that makes me go, hmm. Do you ever think about doing like repressed memory kind of thing? No. <laughs> no. Like, I don't want to know if that was real. I'm just going to go with it was a dream. Even if it is real and I went on this like, uh, you know, galaxy quest with these uh, aliens, why did they make my sheets a circle when I came back? Just to mess with me? To it, taunt me? It was like a, a reminder. Of crop circles, you had yeah. a bed sheet yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> I sat straight up and I looked around me and I was like, this isn't right. That's that, crazy. This isn't right. Something something bad just happened. I like to I just started asking this question recently, um, because I like to hear what you think. So if let's say aliens are real, right, dude? In your mind, do you think they're more along the lines of like ET and that they're here to kind of see what's going on with us, study us, maybe interact with us and see if we're ready to kind of join the galactic order? Or do you think they're more along the lines of Independence Day and they're about to blow our shit up? Uh, if aliens exist, uh, this goes back to kind of like the cryptids and Native Americans that stories have been around for. There's like paintings and stuff from back in the day of yeah. saucers and stuff. I think there's religious paintings, dude. There's paintings back like... Uh, from the Renaissance time where you see those saucers in the air. So I think, not that they created, if they exist, and this is what happened, and mm -hmm. they jump-started our evolution because our brain mass accelerated out of nowhere. Like they talk about the missing link. Mm -hmm. There's more than just like an evolutionary creature missing. Like our brain mass should not have grown to the size that it did as quick as it did. And maybe they came in and saw an ape and it was like, hey. Did something. Yeah. That's that, that's always been my thought was that there was some sort of um, kind of genetic alternate yeah. alter, altering happening. Maybe they're splicing parts of, you know, creating hybrid. Maybe we are part alien, you know, based on what where that missing link is because we're supposed to be more ape-like. But right. really we're this way because of that alien interaction mm -hmm. i've always thought that the that that's the case for real like i've that's always been a strong th uh, thing for me so do you believe in all the different quote-unquote species of aliens i do the grays the reptilians dude i, I really do the nordics i've heard about this and i really do i think this is a real thing and i think we are i think i think what happened is we started as we started to kind of Go because think about when we started seeing a lot of these reports right it was when we were moving into nuclear technology right. And when we start moving into kind of things that can actually not just disrupt life on Earth, right, but think about the amounts of energy being emitted into space and what that might be doing uh, as a butterfly effect to other, you know, civilizations and other planets around the, this galaxy, around the, this, the universe. I think that that's why they started coming down a lot more. I think that I've always heard the story of how the U.S. government met with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard this. Eisenhower. But I, I believe that really did happen. The Eisenhower I really tree. do. And I think that there's this kind of understanding that they came down here to say, listen, you guys are infants still. Be careful with what you have. Don't make us come down here and slap your hands, okay? <laughs> but 
when you're ready, when you're old enough, you're going to be allowed to go to the club, right? And the club is the intergalactic kind of order of like we're allowed to 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 join the galactic order, you know, like what I in mean? Star Wars. I really think that's really what it is, and I think as a as a species, we're still young, we're still kind of bumbling around and haven't figured out how to kind of evolve uh, emotionally, spiritually, however it is to kind of be a part of that, right? right? So we're still kind of stuck on this little ball floating around instead of interacting with what we could interact with out there. I think the especially the uh, the reptilians is something that I'm fascinated with because I sometimes I look at certain people like, <laughs> You're like celebrities. You look like a lizard. Do you know the <laughs> conservative talk show guy Charlie Kirk? Do you know this guy? No, I haven't okay. heard of him. Yeah. Okay, so Google him when you get a sec. Okay. Everyone Google him and look at that dude's eyes. <laughs> And tell me that he doesn't look like he's part reptilian. Dude, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that say that, you know, they're they're among us. Yeah. They infiltrated they and did. that's the point. That they're not that not that they're super evil in terms of like Independence Day, but they're still not like the nicest no. of races. You the, know what I mean? If you believe in all the lore, supposedly the Nordics are our friends mm-hmm. and they're kind of like the ones that look over us. And that's like <laughs> we're gonna go down a rabbit hole, but <laughs> so the Nazis, right? Yeah. They had their cult side. They sure did, What was man. the name of that? I, I don't remember, remember, but they okay. were Hitler was big into the occult, yeah. into the paranormal. They actually believe in, in sort of a way, that we're descendants of some crazy alien species of the Nordics, and that's the blonde hair and the blue eyes. Yeah. That's what the Nordic aliens are supposed to have, the pale complexion with the, the golden hair, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I think that if it's all real, then the Nordics are the good guys and thinks Nordics. The reptilians are the evil bastards are constantly trying to mess yeah. with us and, and take over the world. And then you have the greys that nobody can handle. And the greys kind of do whatever they want. The small greys just like zip yeah. in and out and everyone's like, all right, would we'll, we'll you stop probing people, They're please? like scientists, right? Yeah. They just want to keep yeah. investigating and yep. checking things and doing this and that. You've anal probed like 50 people. Do you really need to keep abducting? Yes, we do. All right. Yeah, right. All right, all right. I'm not telling you your business. We, we're trying to figure out where they are in their evolutionary process. Yeah. Uh, so we stick it up their ass. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it's, it's interesting, man. I've definitely, my whole life and listeners, you know, they know this about me. I'm, I'm of the, I, I'm of the motto, you know, I want to believe I do. I want to believe so bad. I want it to be real. Um, here's to hoping you never know. Right. Cause like you said, when it comes to the stuff that's been coming out recently, the government's now saying, look, this is happening. We right. still have parts of, of the Pentagon that, that have been investigating this for a while. Uh, the New York Times put out a thing where they're talking about they're going to be releasing some more information. And the literal quote was about vehicles not made on earth like how does somebody actually say those words in reality now it's now it's, crazy. it is really crazy so it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here man that's crazy and then i like i said it's even crazier that tom DeLong of blink 182 <laughs> is just as big of a reason this is all happening who would have ever guessed back in known, 1997? Dude. Well, the guy that was writing the songs, Alien Exists, right? Aliens Exist. Well, that's true. So, yeah, he was always into that stuff. Um, but I think, yeah, once he started getting... Con- I feel like he's kind of like in the, the X-Files where he got in contact with a shadowy, shadowy figure that started kind of like feeding him stuff where he was like, holy shit, like this is for real, for real. Like not even a joke, this is real. Right. You know what I mean? Um I don't know, man. I think we're we're really in in for in for some really interesting stuff in the next five to ten years. We'll see where this goes. Um, 
other side of creepy stuff. So I like this. This is the kind of stuff I like to talk about in terms of paranormal. Are you a believer in things like the Mandela effect, parallel universes, or the theory that we are in a simulation and that there's multiple simulations happening at once? The simulation thing I struggle with mostly because I believe in like manifest destiny and you're in control of your own path. Like let's say if I'm in a simulation, right? So was the simul? Did the simulation let me just go reach over and pick up this hand sanitizer? I think the, the so for me, from my understanding, and I, I think the way I kind of see it too, if you want to 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 subscribe to that theory, is that the simulation is a program, right? Like say a video game, right? Uh, where your consciousness is uploaded into it, like your consciousness exists legit from a, a, a base reality that this was the real reality, okay. and that the reason that there's all these different simulations is because we're on the path in that real reality to our destruction. So run these simulations to see how can we figure out to fix it before the real time actually gets there. Interesting. So when you play a video game, you have free will. You still get to do what you want. So our our consciousness does move throughout this world as we will. However, the fact that this table's here, that this building exists by this certain time because you know, there's a lot that kind of goes gets played into that simulation. Whether it comes yeah. down to um, epiphanies, right, or what is it like when people are, are are inspired to write? You know, the muse. All of a sudden, there's these inspirations that hit. These inspirations that I want to build. So that's why this building exists. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's part of the the writing in the simulation, if it exists. If you want to play with this theory, but that's how I would look at that. And then that I, I mean, the simulation. Then you're saying would also maybe help figure out the the idea of collective unconscious something that I feel like there's something that's that may be going wrong and we're trying to figure out what are the different alternatives and things you can do to change the outcome yeah. right um and who knows who's running it but it really feels like in the past I don't know that's four they, years maybe that somebody handed the controls to the video game to somebody that's never played it before <laughs> and that's it's just kind of all off the wall tell I'm, me i'm controlled by me, the noob man tell me dude that life has not just been absolutely bonkers crazy in the past couple years like so off the wall that you're just kind of like how is this reality yeah i always checked that with the fact that we constantly okay so civilization has grown and we invented boats and then we found other places right and then we invented planes and we're able to get to other places quicker and then we started writing newspapers and sharing them around the world and then we invented the internet and now we can instantly share news from everywhere so people always like to say like oh the weather is getting worse there's more hurricanes all the time well how do you how do you know the world's smaller now than it's ever been. Yeah, we're able. It's we infinitely have t- smaller, and the information is shared so much faster the now. Technologies there right. too to read things like airflow and and know this is literally a, a hurricane developing. Whereas back in the day, you had to wait when it started to hit land. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, that's when you knew something was coming. Right. So I always like to check that just a little bit. Well, if people are like, "Man, and the world's just getting worse," I'm like, "Is it getting worse, or are we just?" more aware of constantly everything that's happening in the world. That's what I say, Hundreds too. of years ago, you didn't know anything that was happening in China. You Dude, had no idea. As soon as 24-hour news cycle was invented, yeah, that was it. As soon as that was invented, all of a sudden, we were more invested in events of the world at a at a at such a rate that was almost in real time at times. Exactly. So, yeah, no, dude, that's a good way to see that as well. What about Mandela Effect? you believe in that kind of a thing, this weird kind of shift happens somewhere where we're on a reality but just slightly different? 
I uh the only I don't have a personal experience, so that's what I'm mad about with that. <laughs> I've watched the YouTube videos on it where they give examples, and every time they give an example, I'm like, yeah, but I didn't, I don't have any relation with that. Yeah, like the whole Mandela thing. I don't. That wasn't like I was a kid. I don't yeah. know. Exactly. So, and my thing is, is I feel like a lot of Mandela effect is, is mass influenced, right? Like kind of, kind of like, um, I don't know, like, oh, I used to have a, uh, an example for it, but I can't think of it right now, you know, but again, like it could be that so many people thought Mandela was dead, you know, at a certain time and right. that he didn't come out of prison. He died in prison. Um, maybe it was because for so long people were saying, okay, he's just going to die in prison. Right. So yeah. with that narrative in your head after a while, unless you stayed on top of the news to know he got out, right. You just thought he died in prison. Right. So that, that's why there's that kind of a thing. The one that always gets me is that Berenstein bears one. I don't get that either because like I, it's, I read the books. I know yeah. we own them. Yeah. So when I read them, it, was someone telling me how to say it or did I just read it and then I figured out how I wanted Apparently, to say it? Apparently there's somebody that's able to point back to some artwork or something somewhere where it's spelled differently from the past or something. I don't, I don't know. See Mandela effect for me, I, uh, it's hard for me to go with that. Even yeah. though I think it's kind of a cool thing because a lot of people say it happened when the, the hydrogen collider first activated. Oh, you know, that's what they're saying. Yeah. As soon as they activated that and they hit the the first the first two molecules, they shifted something that they weren't supposed to do. Uh and that's what has kind of, you know, led to this kind of alternate universe we're living in. Well, there's the quantum realm is something that That's completely different, dude. Yeah. That's you want to talk about spooky? Like literally Einstein called it spooky, right? Like spooky action or whatever it was he called that that kind of thing that happens. And he wasn't observing it. No. This was all just theories. theories. Right. But he knew what he was talking yeah. about. How crazy is that to have that kind of brain, we're, dude? We're, they're discover um the gravitational waves. Yeah. Was an idea he had. Yep. He said, you should be able to observe it. And now we're, what, 70 years from when he, 80 years from when yeah. he said it, and they saw it. Yeah. They observed it and, and calculated it and ran multiple tests, and it proved it over and over and over again. There's something happening right now that's going on in our southern hemisphere where the Earth, there's something about, I can't, I can't, can't think of it right now. I just saw it in the news. But there's a, something going on with the gravitational field that's some some part of the Earth on the southern hemisphere right now that's well, that's being measured. Where scientists are going, like, what's going on here? What yeah. is this? Like, what's happening? We're due for a polar shift. You think that's going to be it, huh? Well, we are. They, I mean, that's something that they've said forever. Part that, of the process. Yeah, that the polar shift is something that goes back and forth, and when that happens. Where uh, our fun uh, hobby and pursuit of a career here is dead because that sends an EMP pulse across the world and all electronic devices are shot. Oh, we're going right back to the, the Stone Age. Dude. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting kind of. Well, that's the thing we have. I always hear that, right? And I, I'm not afraid of the doomsday because I feel like we are at a time with information and technology and we know how to do things that we could get it back up and running again, right? Like we could figure out how to get it up and running. It's not like Probably we're starting generations from we're not generations. starting from zero. Going, what is electricity? Right. How does that work? Right. You know, like we already kind of know it all. It's well, just kind of like every, take it off the grid for a while. Yeah. It's going to be devastating for months on end. You could probably see it for a few years. Uh, uh, you know, the effects of it, but I don't think it's it's putting us into the dark ages. See, that's why cars like from the fifties and sixties need to stay around, man. They don't rely on the 
the electronics. Right. And that's why we need to keep the those relics beasts, around. Dude, I the love big them. Beasts. So do I, man. That's when they made cars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they now now they just kind of fold and and crumble and bounce and I don't know, man. Cars aren't the same. Anyway, this isn't cars. So that's uh that's creepy side of the network, Brian. Thanks for joining us, man. Jumping in to tell us what it is that freaks you out and creeps you out. Before you go, I want to ask you this. Uh, when you are in the mood to get creeped out, freaked out, scared, what's your go-to to watch? Is it a specific movie, a specific TV show, or YouTube videos? Lately, it's been YouTube videos. Okay. I've been Any watching- specific ones? Anything that has to do with poltergeist. Really? You're yeah. into the poltergeist right now? I, I show this one to my wife, and she- didn't believe it as much as I did, but I watched this kid that was house sitting or taking care of a cat and a house for somebody, and I watched things fly. Oh wait, or... he's on the like he's doing a he's... video chat yeah. with somebody and stuff's happening yeah. behind. Oh, I saw that one. I couldn't explain. I don't know, man. Ninety percent of it, some of it I could. But I know. Like... There's times where you're like, oh, you don't know, but right? It's freaky. Like the door slams, and my wife's like, "Yeah, someone could be behind the door." Sure. But his reaction looks so genuine. That's what I can Unless he's a really good actor, dude. This guy's got to be like Oscar worthy because that's very genuine like reactions, like his actual flinching and and, like his eyes, like a lot of it's very natural. I bet if you could get close enough, his pupils were probably dilating easily. The other thing that I I like about the video is like you said, it's it's a lot. He's live streaming. Yeah. People were telling him, yo, dude, the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. They're telling him like, dude, what what's why the light just turned on and he's like what are you talking about yeah yeah that's <laughs> creepy dude youtube's great dude youtube's great for that kind of thing you just go in there and start looking up you know scariest places on earth yeah. or top five videos to not watch in the dark and i'm like all right turn the lights off we're if, watching this. if we could reach out to those people though just one bit of uh, advice for them uh just get rid of the stupid voices stop trying so hard <laughs> it makes it so much worse sometimes so you're not a chills fan you know what I'm talking about? Chills. Yeah. You're not a fan. Well, I I, I heard love, you. Dude. I heard you talking about I him one time. I can't help it, dude. I can't help it anymore. Like at first, I couldn't. At yeah. first, I was like, "Oh my, this guy's got to stop. Yeah. He's got to stop." And then I saw a video. I think I, I already talked about this. I saw a video of him like saying thank you for all these listeners, and then he was just kind of doing a, a Q and A thing. And then I was just like, "This guy's actually kind of a really genuinely nice guy," and that's just right. how he talks. So I was like, "Okay." I mean, it's a little bit more over dramatic when he's doing his narrating. So right. I was like, "Okay, I guess I kind of can get into it." Then his music hit. I was like, "All right, I'm a fan." <laughs> it's the most ridiculous music, but it's it's it sticks in your head, and, yeah. and I don't know, it chills it chills all the way, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to judge him specifically, but there too are hard. people that do that. They try to be very meticulous and they enunciate a certain Mm -hmm. way to try to get i know what you mean there's this one dude it's not creepy videos but he does just like weird bizarre things that happen in the world and he's got one of those really hipster mustaches and he (laughs) dresses like such a dork and i just want to i want i want want somebody to talk like a 1920s gangster yeah Yeah. see that's what we're doing number five yeah like the bugs bunny (laughs) cartoons of the gangsters yeah exactly oh man dude thanks so much for being on the show creepy side of the network man we really appreciated this we're going to be jumping over to a special creepy uh, episode of crafts and drafts here so listeners make sure to go to your favorite podcasting apps look up crafts and drafts uh, and find the episode because i'm going to be on there talking about serial killers yes we're drafting serial killers so uh before we head out though why don't you tell the people again where they can find you you know what shows you do all your endeavors tell them what's up yeah, uh, 
all the pages on Facebook. So processing the process on Facebook, crafting and drafting on Facebook, obviously still keep tuning into Matt and everything he does on the page. He's a master with all the graphics on his page for Facebook. I have a Twitter account that I stay up on regularly. I hate to tell you this right now. I will get a little political because I'm a real human being, believe it or not. <laughs> and I have opinions and uh, that's B Finch uh, 1984. Happy Finch 1984. Uh, they have the uh, podcast have uh, their own Twitter um, accounts too. So nice, yeah, nice, dude. Thanks so much for joining us, Creepers. This is not the Creeper Clubhouse, so I am not leaving the Creeper Clubhouse. I'm sticking around the podcast precinct. Make sure you go check out the next episode in this creepy crossover. Crafts and drafts. Check us out. As always, until next time, stay creepy.